This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard, and alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. All right, we are back with another episode of Question Time. Get through all your queries. Uh, but first, Mitchell, Rookie Takes. Um, if you don't know what Rookie Takes are, if you're a new listener, it's our uh, weekly segment where we get people to submit uh, some of the uh, more interesting opinions uh, from the rugby league world as a whole. Uh, I read out the five best ones. Uh, then I put the poll to the Patreon subscribers and they vote on the winner of the week. Uh, we've had some good ones this year. Um, yeah, I'm disappointed that the guy that said Cam Murray should play halfback did not win last week. I'm actually outraged about it. Yeah, yeah, you outroared. I am uproared, yes, and outroared. Was it was it outroared yeah. or uproared? Outroared, of course. Yeah, um, yeah, it didn't win. Terrible. Um, it's the guy who won said that it sets a dangerous precedent. Teams for uh, referees enforcing the rules sets a dangerous precedent, which is, I mean, a fair point. But still, Cam Murray Hooker, I don't know when. Regardless, this week. We got Todd Ballum. Cam Munster is the Greg Inglis of the current storm operation. When the cup squeeze comes, the six is the most expendable of the spine quartet. Pap Hughes Grant will dominate for many years to come. And somewhere, a lucky six will kickstart his career, taking Munster's spot. I just thought it was a garbage take. You know, it's, it's I understand bad. it make it can't you think it make, it kind of makes sense. You think, oh yeah, they lock those guys down, let him go. It's like, well, GI was like, mate, salary cap. They'll force to lose one of him or Slater. They they don't want to get rid they're trying to keep Munster. Munster's still yep. really fucking good. So is it so is English, but like Munster's probably like the best player of those. I agree. Um not this one from Leonardo Capri. It's Facebook comments on some article. Again, it's important to note uh, they lost this game by 60 points. Storm free go as ref breaks Warriors hearts, then Storm use Warriors as fodder with four in tackle, roughhouse, but no penalty all night. Commentator shocking bias. Can't listen. Warriors should walk off. 30 tackles, penalties, shocking bias against Warriors. And ref, no one as storm bully ref. Six sportsmanship again on Anzac Day. It's which is the capital letters at this point. Kiwi are the storm, most are Kiwi. So why does ref destroy Warriors? Storm given the ball all night. Warriors should walk off. Sick watch, but listen to the crap from the box. Let him speak. I guess I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't stop him. He's he's, he's, he's having. On he's on a on a roll. He was. Um, Adam Elliott, I don't think they're that much better of a footy team than us, but they looked it in that second half. Yeah. Mm. Um, Stephen Moriarty, this is about the Broncos. Um, how many six and seven combos can Walters have? I mean, seriously, it's a bloody joke. Good start. Here's where it falls apart. This club was a walk-up start for the top four. Now they're bottom four. Let him speak. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, I mean, we need fa- fa- people who get to nominate these. We need you to go to your clubs like lunatic Facebook groups. We need more submissions from these because they're great. Like this one. It's from Adrian Darby in the mighty Newcastle Knights Facebook group. It's a picture of um, the announcement that Mitch Barnett's leaving. Uh, this is O'Brien's fault. He was building to become an origin player. If Adam O'Brien prioritized him over Brody Jones on the left edge, instead of trying to make him a rotating middle forward, he wouldn't be going. Barnett knew that if he stayed under Adam O'Brien, he could kiss that goodbye along with else. Everything else being an origin player brings off to Brown and the Warriors, where his talents will be acknowledged. It's really weird how much Knights fans are still making like a Brownie versus O'Brien thing. Like, yes, 
Brownie fucking sucks. Okay, Why? it's okay. Their affinity to Nathan Brown is insane. You don't have to, like it's just every dumb one. You, you know, if you don't like, you don't have to like Adam O'Brien. You don't. But because you don't like Adam O'Brien, you know, there's like more than one other coach. There's like more than two coaches. You'd be like, you know what, this guy Adam Nathan O'Brien, Nathan Brown's O'Brien, like so does O'Brien. You can say that, hmm. but apparently not. Yeah. Terrible. Anyway, that's our rookie takes for the week. So, um, yeah, if you want to vote, go to patreon.com uh, forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. Uh, you get access to our Discord server. You get to nominate rookie takes uh, in the future, uh, entry to next year's Coltrane Cup, um, a bunch of other stuff too. Merchandise is coming, new merchandise, I should say. Uh, and Mitchell, we've got a venue confirmed for our uh, Magic Round meetup uh, in Queensland again. We have one last year. It was a great time. Uh, we, will doing the, we will be doing that again. In the middle of Magic Round, we've got a venue locked in. There's some money on the bar. Everything's sorted out. Uh, but if you want to come, you have to be a member of our Patreon. So a quick shout out to the people in the top two tiers of our service. And they are Chris Abnell, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Dan Carnane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, JSG, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Joey Gooch, Josh Brandon, Josh Tromer 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Ferguson, Matty Jenkins, Mac- Matthew Duggan, Mike Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I'm sad, never trendy, party keg, Pete Fulcher, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Schneider Pilt Score, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Schwarzy, Ty, TB, The Black Vegetable, The Human Ice Cream, The Not So Mature Age Student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Was. Thank you so much for your support to everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who just listens. Thank you as well. Uh, Mitchell, we've got to do Coltrane Cup as well. Four questions. We do. Uh, we both got the W last week. Pick the Broncos. Yep. We're, we're back. Like, some people are starting to lose. Oh, hang on. Get... Sir, sir, I picked the Cowboys. Oh, oh, wait. I picked the Broncos. So you picked the Cowboys. Yeah. My bad. And I'm very pleased with that. As you should be. Uh, yeah. So we both got that W. And I had lined up. I'd actually thought I'd line this path up that this week I'd pick the Dragons over the Tigers. And I do think the Tigers will lose. But there is an away gimme that I'm taking that whatever, I'm just going to take it. I've got to take the storm away at this at the, at the Newcastle. Yeah, it seems too easy to not do. Like, whatever. I was like thinking Roosters Bulldogs as well. It's like... I mean, the other know, one you could n- do is the Panthers, but I took the Cowboys last week, so I can't take the Panthers. Well, so. I've used I've used Panthers twice already, oh, and okay. I know okay. I could use all three, but I think I'd need to keep a Panthers tip. You know, just for a rainy uh, day, just for a rainy day. So I'm going the Storm to beat the Knights, and there's other ten. There's quite a few tempting ones this week. It's, I'm not doing Raiders Warriors. People are interested in that already. I've seen, as you said, Panthers up at Gold Coast. Interesting, but I'm t- tipping. Uh, not tipping against the Bulldogs because I want to keep next week open. The Raiders play the Bulldogs next week. I haven't picked the Raiders yet. So keep your options open on that in that regard, you know? Mm. Yeah. There we go. Then who are you going? Yeah, same. Easy. Yeah, it's just a way you have to. And if it's just two home, you know, and yeah, we'll pick the Dragons later in the season. It'll be fine. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Okay. All right. Now, so without any further ado, let's get into the questions. Are you serious? Yeah. We're gonna have a of questions. Okay. Question time over on Patreon.com for just Anubin rookies. You want to get your question answered? I'm going to not ask these in order because we did talk about them just before we started. We're going to talk about it first, fresh in the brain. Mm-hmm. Jack Cronin asked. In honor of the Warriors' defeat at the hands of the evil Melbourne Storm, 
Mm-hmm. What's the most memorable time they bent your team over in the NRL era? For him, it's the 68 to 4 loss at home in 2013. I'm sure there are plenty for both of your sorry teams. <laughs> Bangers, you're up. Yeah, okay. So I pulled up three on um, Rugby League Project before we started. Three, uh, two of them are similar because Cody Walker played fullback in both of them, but uh, three that are a bit different. So the first one. I mean, look, you got to understand, South never beat the Storm when I was a kid, ever. They won, like, four... They, they've won five games against Melbourne in their history, and I can remember all five of them pretty well because, again, it doesn't happen. So... And they've also obviously never won in Melbourne. Zero from whatever, 18, 19. Um, so, uh, the first one on this list is late in the season in 2016 when uh, South's uh, Madge finally worked out that Damien Cook was the best hooker at the club and started him at number nine uh, in Melbourne, against Melbourne. Uh, South were leading 14-12 with a minute to go. They were going to get the first ever win in Melbourne. Um, Damien Cook, unfortunately, gives away a penalty as well. I can't remember if it was a lifting tackle or a high tackle, but it was something. Uh, Storm take the two, tie the game. Cam Smith kicks field goal in Golden Point. South lose 15-14. Who've now lost by a field goal to Melbourne three times in Melbourne, which is crazy. Just one of those just needs to go their way. Um, The obvious, uh, the other bad part about this, in addition to never beating Melbourne in Melbourne, was that this was the day that me, Harry Ramage, Matt Coleman, and some other guys were kicked out of the keg and brew for daring to want to watch the NRL instead of the rugby championship between the All Blacks and the Springboks, which the bartender put on so he himself could watch. And when we said, hey, don't change the TV, we're watching that. Curiously, we were kicked out for being too drunk 10 minutes later. And we've never been back to that pub. You're never will. You must be. Yeah. Uh, if, you, uh, if you're in Sydney, don't go to the keg and brew. We have a vendetta against them. Fuck them. Uh, the other two... Uh, uh, 2017 um, is pretty much, this was the end. This was the well and truly the end of the Michael Maguire era when we went down there and lost 64 to six. Um, there's not much That's to say. <laughs> Just got absolutely torched. And then last year, because I had to sit at a pub with M Sprouster taking photos of me and posting them on discord as South lost 50 nil. It was great. Fantastic way great. to spend my Thursday night. <laughs> well, I'm going to stick to the brief here being asked, like, the, you know, the, the biggest, like the spankings they've given us because we've been handed a lot of painful losses by the storm as well. 2008, everyone knows, whatever. But they're actually, the first one is the storm are actually the first team to beat the Broncos by 50, put 50 on the Broncos, sorry. And I remember it, it was 2005. And I didn't know at the time that meant our season was over because half of 2005, we were first. But, you know, I didn't, I forgot that if you lose by 50, you can't win the comp. But mm. they, uh, they beat us 50 to four down Olympic Park. Before that game, we'd, we'd beat them seven times out of, I think, out of like 14 games in a draw. We've only beat them six times in the, in the 17 years since. So not great. But uh, we went to this, it wasn't injury riddled Broncos. You know, they're still Lockyer's at, heart, uh, at six, Seymour's halfback. You know, the back line has the hot lay on bot. You know, Brent Tate's in it, Berrigan's there, Tamay Tuberz on the wing, Hunt's fullback, Webkey, seven to seven, whatever. whatever. It's the Broncos, 50 to four, just absolutely a trounce. And it wasn't even that good of a storm side. Like that day, there's, there's you know, two tries to Matt Guyer, two to Matt King, two to Jake Webster, a try to Steve Bell, a try to Ryan Hoffman. And, and uh, they, they missed, what is it? Let's have a look. What is it? They've missed like four or five goals in that game too. Five goals they missed. So it should have been 60. Hmm. Not great. And um, the Broncos have only conceded uh, 50, 10 times, actually, which is a surprise. And only one of them is to the storm in that. But 40-point losses, they have handed us a plum of those. Like, 
So plenty. We've 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 conceded 40, 43 times, and eleven of those are to the storm. Like That's a quarter a of our forty, 40 yeah, those guys are forty. So the other really bad one I think of. So that one's bad because Broncos were good as well. We were like we went, we finished third that year, got knocked out by the Tigers, but we were a good team, right? So that hurts. The other one that really hurts, and I've spoken about this game before on here, and my sister's birthday, it's on her birthday, we're out for the dinner <laughs> for it. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. And it's the game. So there's injuries before the game. Alex Glenn starts in the centers, and then they have like Boyd, Oates, Miranda as the back three. And I can't remember now off the top of my head, but one of them gets injured as well. So Nick Ram has to join the back three in the first half. And just like we said, Ed Cosey couldn't hide this weekend. That was um, Rugby League what gave it. I think it was the last perfect 10 they ever gave out was this game. It was Cooper Cronk. And he just kicked at wherever Cody went, he kicked at him. So he put him on the wing and they kicked at him. Vunavalu scored three. Chase Blair scored two. Again, it's we didn't get pounded by when Storm were like real hot. When they're real hot, they've obviously beaten us, but it's not like when you get pounded by real, real good Storm sides. Like 2016, you know, it wasn't exactly the, the best year for the Storm either that year. Like it, it wasn't there the 2017 side that was coming or well, what am I saying? They still finished fucking first, but they, they lost five games, which is bad for them. And they lost the grand final to the to Cronulla. But yeah, there was that game, like the whole game, they kept kicking the Nick Arena that full time after they've already ruined his night, even tried to hide him at fullback and kept attacking him. Vunavalo pushes Nick Arima and puts his shoulder out of place, pops his shoulder out of place. So he sees like he gets ended. I don't know if his season was over, but he's out for a long period from then. But yeah, fuck him. God, they fucking power my team mm-hmm. <laughs> and yours. Yeah. You never the one down there. They're my worst, re- our worst record. We had a bad record against the Storm before. It was cool to have a bad record against the Storm. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, never been good. Yeah. But yeah, good question. I really enjoyed reliving all those moments. Yeah, I did too. But yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised. That, and most, oh, by the way, like I said there, I think it's what is it, 11 40 point losses. Sorry, 43 for Brisbane. And 15 of them have come. Since 2018, so it's a lot in the last couple of years. Yeah, you know, we have four, 43 in our history, and then a quarter of them are the last last three years. Real, real fun. Uh, next question, then. Oops, I've got the wrong tab. Here we are. Stu, why are the Knights so fucking shit, and why did I didn't I support the Storm as a child instead? <sighs> I mean, <laughs> I can't answer why they suck. God. We again, like, I don't want to harp back to prison. It's so long ago by now, but we thought they'd be all right. They were all right the first couple of rounds, and now they just fucking suck. Look at uh, yeah, look, look like they're running on fumes after seven rounds. Uh, next question, Michael Gregson. Fellas, have you ever noticed how COVID cases jumped significantly, significantly once everything was opened up and masks were dumped, even though they're all supposedly vaccinated now? Just connecting um, dots. Uh, yeah, so Mitch. I'm just ignoring that happened. You can't. You're not allowed okay. to. I'm, I am. Uh, people miss this. Uh, Mitch's new hotness. Isaac Targo tweeted an anti-vax meme today. Uh, Instagram did anti-vax. It's fine. Who, who looks at COVID takes anymore? I mean, it's it's not very me. funny to me. Like, it's just like so rudimentary. Like, it's this stupid yeah. graph of how when everyone was vaccinated, COVID cases went sharply up. It's like, yeah, because we started going outside again. He's literally a stupid child. You know, uh, I, knew I mean. That. <laughs> Like, what are we doing here? Children are dumb. He's still young. He's a stupid child. I'm okay with it. Yeah, fair. Still okay for that. Like, you know, like I just didn't really like Matisse Thibel being anti anti vax. I was like, yeah, you're an idiot, but I also you won a bronze medal for Australia. So I'm okay. just glad no player I've, I've ever liked has done anything stupid. So nothing, not one. No, no. Yeah, couldn't couldn't think of any on top of my head. No. 
No, no literal murders. Murderers in there. I don't think so. I think so. Uh, next question, Stu. Here we go. With the number of NRL players being anti-vaxxers, what conspiracy theories did players from previous generations believe in? Did Darren Lockie believe 9-11 was an inside job? Yes. Or did Arthur Beetson reckon the moon landing was fake? Also, yes. Sure, surely. Mate, they don't make astronauts like they did in Artie's day, I tell you. But <laughs> none, none of those guys today had the, the moonwalking abilities of a Neil Armstrong, I tell you. Tell well, you none of them been on the moon, just like he hasn't. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> let him speak. <laughs> I love, I love that. People go, "Why haven't we been back to the moon?" It's like, do you know how exploring things works? It's been explored. You, if you, it's a, if you've seen it, it's like a, it's like a dust pit. Yeah, you want to go there? It's like you know, in like when we have the countries, right? Yeah, and there's always these big, part, like not every country has its choice, but for us, right? There's no one who lives where the sand is. Mm. You know, not many do. Why would you go to a whole, a whole planet of it? I would, yeah. For cost like a bit, like a trillion dollars to do as well. You're saying the the empire was right to blow up Alderaan because it was a desert planet, more or less. Yes, they should do it you again. Know, well, like, like be a bit hard to blow up a planet twice. They should do it again. Okay. Well, the first one was in a Hollywood studio. Oh, of course. Because <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> I mean, that is true. It's also not a real place, which is kind of. Let's <laughs> <laughs> move past that part. We'll blow it up again. Blow it up again. But uh, they definitely believed in dumb conspiracy theories, mate, because that's just what the general idiot does. And there's obviously some that actually are true things. Not every conspiracy theory is, is fake, you know. But uh, anti-vaxxers, I don't know if that's a conspiracy theory. No, it's not. It's, it's worse than that. Most of it's, it's so much like, worse. The conspiracy theories with vaxxers are idiots who think it's like they're putting a microchip in you. That's a theory. It's generally those weird health nuts making things up and whatever i don't even know like i don't know what the health scam of the 80s or 90s was oh diet coke gives you cancer oh that was a great one from when you were kids wasn't it yeah it was um so I, it? I still oh, get that one. now mate this i still get that now oh cracking, why do you drink those red bulls your, they're bad for yeah. you it's like cracking your knuckles mate oh yeah i mean arthritis yeah where does that even come from so that one, that one for me. So the, the cancer one comes from like was it sweet and low, whatever. That one's actually proven yeah. like in the 60s, yeah, sweet yeah. and low could give rats yeah, yeah. cancer. The, the knuckles for, one is just bizarre. Yeah. And somehow people just thought like that happened, right? So science proved that, right? People just thought we were just making in it every artificial sugar from there was has cancerous. cancer in it. We just like yeah. everyone's like, okay, whatever. We're just all gonna drink cancer. People are stupid. I had I had the same argument with my stepmom. She's bring it all the time, and then one day. Like I drink diet drunk. She's like, oh, that's worse for you than the, than the regular coke. No, it's not. It's, it's not. going to give you no. cancer. And she's like, oh, you'll die before me or whatever. And then one day, I, one day I was like, fuck it. I kept saying to her, it's not. You're an idiot, whatever, whatever. Just sent her an article one day and then it never got brought up again. It's like, it was so funny. Like I used to like, I mean, I drink a lot of sugar-free Red Bulls, like whatever. Like that's just my favorite caffeinated drink of choice. And I used to like, so funny. You get like the middle-aged bosses at work who drink their like, latte with like full cream milk and two fucking scoops of sugar in it being like oh those things are bad for you it's like yeah eat six monte okay. carlos with their with their yeah tea. yeah okay all right cool. okay chief. oh it's got chemicals in it it's like yes so does everything Every, else everything <laughs> pure coke does not co- you know the coca-cola mate. Well, not the coca-cola i know goodbye but and the knuckle cracking one i reckon is one of those things i reckon that one's come from like before the internet you just have to mm. believe things at some point and some yeah. person who just hated hearing it said if you don't stop doing that they give you arthritis yeah. And 
the next guy, like he hurt some, they just spread around like that. That's what I reckon that one's like. Like just like also, old wives' tales. Uh, liberals are good for the economy. Yeah, it's a good one. Don't know where it came from. It's not. It's never, literally, never been true. But anyway, mate. No, it's, it's always true. The right is good for, mm. and then the left, you're crazy. You're you got to be in the sensible center. Yes. <laughs> Fuck me. The, the the center right. Correct. To the right. Yes. Uh, Cam Beswick. Worst losses ever for each of your teams could uh, could be record margin or scenario. Twenty. a build big lead, yeah. etc. Twenty thirteen prelim. That's your worst well, one. Yeah, I thought we were never going to win a comp. I was miserable. Like nothing. Like if people don't remember, Souths the year before they probably were a bit too early getting it. There was Madge's first year, twenty twelve. Uh, Adam Reynolds' rookie season. They exceeded expectations. They made the top four. Uh, they won their first finals game in my lifetime. Uh, they beat the Raiders in week two after losing to the eventual Premier's Melbourne in the first week of the finals. Um, then made a prelim against the Dogs with pretty big outsiders. We're actually winning in the first 20 minutes, but Adam Reynolds tore his hamstring. Like, and Isaac Luke had to play halfback for an hour, and that was the end of that. Um, so, like, you know, everyone was kind of like, oh, whatever. But next year, we were a bit, we were probably a year too early anyway. So then 2013 rolls around. South definitely improved. Um, Reynolds got better. Everyone around him got better. And they're 14 nil up. They, they actually, that was one of their five wins against Melbourne, was week one of the finals that year. They, they trounced the storm in a finals game. And so they got the week off, played manly, and then. Um. Yeah, we're up fourteen nil, uh, cruising, and then just yeah. went to shit. Bryson Goodwin, who people think was playing hurt, got an absolute bath by Wolfman and Jamie Lyon, and that was it. We've had a lot of like. I mean, yours is obviously the twenty fifteen grand final. Like, it can't yeah. be anything else. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'll, I'll but I'll give other examples. People know that's going to be the one. Like, but the other ones are like the, the ones that feel like it was the end of something. And you didn't have an opportunity again for it to go like, like for us when we lost um, in like you know t- two thousand and one prelim, and then we lost in two thousand and two as well. And you're just starting to lose. Like you know, we have a bit of a handover, but you know, Alfie's gone, Kevy's gone, and you're thinking like, "Fuck, is that is that the end?" You know. And then obviously we do come back and win it in two thousand and six. The two thousand and eight prelim against the Storm. That one. So my my top three losses that are non grand final. This is one of them because that year it's the end of Wayne at Brisbane, and I've I've always been a Wayne dude. And at that time, just like the last time we punted him, people just gobbled up the media bullshit and thought it was time to move on because that's what for some reason instead of it being good forever, like how that Stormwood was accepted like Bellamy's a thing forever till he says no. Other shit clubs are like we need to improve, like Brisbane Eagles want to improve anyway. I knew that was the end of Bennett and I just didn't know it was going to come after that. So that one really hurt because we'd had that game one and Ashton Sims fucked that. And that's like, you know, what can you do? That's like number one pain rankings after the other one, number two pain rankings. And it's not number one because he didn't play, but the 2011 prelim after Darren Lockyer kicked the field goal against the Dragons. Like I'll still... I'll go to my grave thinking we were going to win the comp that year. Like we'd, we'd only lost like one since origin against the storm, but we'd gone on a huge run with Lockyer back in the side had like lost like once or twice that whole year and Lockyer played. 
and and we'd beat in the finals, like put 40 on Warriors in the first round, beat Manly in round 26 on the way in, beat the Dragons who were first that year up at Suncorp with a dumb way they came up to Suncorp. And then we played Manly and still only lost 26-14 with Matt Gillett at 5'8". Like, yeah. I'll go to my grave thinking, Lockyer plays that game. We win the yeah. comp that year. I don't care what anyone yeah, no. tells me. <laughs> he, just, like, he just didn't want it in the big moment. They didn't. And I saw oh, that was, again, this is before you got lots of really good updates, like Twitter yeah. around now, whatever. I remember being like, this thing, oh, he's going to play. Same. He'll find a way to play. Me, me and Briggsy went to that game expecting him to play, but we bought tickets. Um, yeah. And you know what? I know it's dumb. But I was mad at Darren Lockyer. I was mad at him. I it was. Makes no and sense then, in hindsight. But... And then they showed his face pre match. Yeah, it looked bad. It's like, oh. So he's half his he looks like two like half his face was like just circle like swollen as he could his eye was closed, like sealed yeah. over. It was like a box that like, just been yeah. Yeah, it was like, oh, so you kind of can't see one see. way. <laughs> yeah. And then also it's like so big and swollen that anyone touching would have killed like but I still thought, fuck, what if he just played and you couldn't see half the field? What if? Be pretty epic. But uh, anyway, they got pumped. Yeah, so, yeah. It was, that was it, mate. You just know it had to be really, really, really bad for him to oh, not yeah. play that game. You know, but yeah, like yeah. So and then, as you, like I said, the scoreboard was close, but it was never once in that game. That I think we're going to win that game. Even once you knew Lockie was out, and it was like we didn't have a, a backup. We had you know Ben Hunt was really young on the bench, but they had Matt Gillett played five eight when he had a bit more skill in his game. That was a bad one, and then. uh other one, 2009 prelim against the Storm. Again, didn't really think that was a great Broncos team. They got went, got real hot though. They had one of those hot periods, and they they won a they, you know they beat Penrith 58 24 in the lead up. Won the first final 40 to 32. Beat the St George again, good St George in the semi, and then prelim. It's like fuck, we might do this, and then we we're down 22 nil at halftime. <laughs> and yeah. that was at the we had Falau there. That was at like pretty red hot Broncos backline. But again, that team, and this is the thing with those those losses, a bit, a bit of a theme there. Like that team, like had an injury again. We had Tony Carroll had to play five eight because <laughs> Peter Wallace got hurt. So those are the ones that really sit with me. And what ifs? Like Carroll played five eight, and that was um the first of Izzy's years with us. And it was that weird time. I think after the game, we declined to convert a try. We're just like, fuck this shit. Let's go home. You know? <laughs> like we scored at the bell, but yeah. Anyway, lots on that. Any more painful losses for you, Bungard? We'll, move on. well, that's the worst one. Round yeah. one, 2012 was terrible at the time, but obviously, I mean, that's when Seattle dropped by eight against the Roosters with two minutes oh, left wow. and lost, but they turned it around and did it back to them at the end of the year. So that kind of made it stop hurting. Um, I mean, obviously, last year's grand final, uh, and the prelim the year before that, and the prelim the year before that. So, oh, a, lot of, a lot of prelims. <laughs> and I know uh, one of my worst years as a Broncos fan. Like, the one we won't beat the bad years. Now we just won't. I'm not I'm not an idiot. And one of my worst years as a Broncos fan was was 2014 because that was that year, and I was off Griffin, and and I know we've made the finals. I whenever. enjoyed 2014. Yes, you did. But that was that year that we blew, we lost 34-35 to the Panthers. And what was the score? It was like, we're up by like 12 with like t- literally two minutes yeah. to go. Oh, actually, I have a bit more obscure yeah. one. Um, yeah. 
2003. You got to remember how bad South were at this time. South yeah. won, ended up winning three games that year. Mm. They play. I'm sure you you might remember this game. We played the Broncos in round two. We just played the Bulldogs yes. in round one, and we actually given a good account of ourselves considering how good the Bulldogs were at the time. We ended up losing, I think, by eight or ten. We had some leads in the second half. Like we just signed Brian Fletcher, a couple other guys. We looked okay. Played the Broncos in round two. Owen Craigie took a 70 meter intercept off Darren Lockyer. Um, we're winning by two points with 30 seconds to go. This was the game where Wayne Bennett didn't even realize his team had won until afterwards because he was in the like bowels oh, yes. of the stadium, walking down to the field to like for the post game stuff. And South's got a 20 meter tap with 30 seconds left. Uh, Paul Stringer. Uh, took a hit up. Gordon Tallis stripped the ball from him one-on-one. They threw it wide. And I think, I think Justin Hodges scored. Maybe it's Brent Tate. I'm not sure exactly who it was, but someone's maybe it's Berry. It doesn't matter. Someone scored in the corner for Brisbane on the siren to like steal the win. When again, Souths had the ball and the lead with 30 seconds left. And this is why, this is why I was so pro the Sam Walker running backwards thing last year, because yeah. I've lived through this exact fucking situation and it sucked. I've got my game mixed up at the bottom. The really bad game that you was, I remember it now. It's round three against the Roosters. We lose 30 to 26, but we score in the 71st minute to make it 22 18. Missed the conversion because mm. that's what Corey Parker does. Mm. We score again in the 76th minute mm. to make it 26 18, and Corey Parker misses again. Um, yeah. I have the a couple Roosters, more actually as the Roosters well. score 78 50 on the clock. Right, so it's yeah. 26 22. They convert with 25 seconds left to be down four, <laughs> so to be down two. They fucking win, yeah. That's not great. They convert um, with 25 seconds left, they, they score on the bell and win. I have two others that I remember being there with you. Obviously, one's the head rub game, not great. Um, and the other one, which I forgot, is the other game where South like they didn't lose by field goal, but the other game South should have got their first win in Melbourne, and we were there. So it would have made it extra special. That was the game where South were losing. I mean, I'd been antagonizing Storm fans the whole night. I thought we were going to get bashed. Um, but it was good fun. It was great fun. But South were losing 16-12 with a minute to go. Kick up to the wing. Alex Johnson jumps, bats it back. Bryson Goodwin catches it, scores. Holy shit, South's going to win. Alex Johnson stepped on the sideline before he jumped. Yeah. Yeah. Heartbreaking. That, that's your guy. <laughs> I mean, he's done a lot of really good things. So he I'll has. forgive him. But. Yeah, um, and, um, yeah. That, that twenty thing games are my favourites, still, mate. Because um, when you <laughs> was, score I mean, a try off a kick off, off, a kick off they did. Yeah, yeah it's it was, like that's when they layering it up. It was a pretty good try. God, the, the both teams have changed a lot, but God, you look back on that Rabbitohs team. I know they won the comp the year earlier. It's like, how is this the team that was twenty? Like we played them in twenty fifteen. You had Walker at fullback, Arva and Goodwin the centers. <laughs> a lot the of these wind. terrible games seem to have Cody Walker at fullback. Let's not do that ever again. No, no, Dylan Walker at fullback this one. Dylan. Oh, right. Okay. That makes more sense. Oh, yeah. But I remember that because so he got fucking, so quick. he got mm. like absolutely stood up one on one by Corey Oates in open play, yeah. like more than got, once. Got, got, got dragged and for he got 10 ragdolled meters. as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, next question. We lose forever. Um, Cam Beswick, thoughts on the NBA playoffs so far? Given form, injuries, my picks of finals are worries and heat, although Celtics look great too. Um, Mitchell, you know, I mean, I've got my green Boston hat behind me here. Um, I'm all the way back. Uh, hashtag Boston Strong, Celtics Nation. Um, all it took was me really hating Kyrie Irving to be all the way back on there you go. Boston. They'd be good helps, but like it extra helps that they're playing a team full of pricks that I hate. And also Patty Mills and Blake Griffin, who I like. But um, I watched the whole I watched all this series. It was great. It was awesome. Really enjoyed it. Um, really go. enjoyed the playoffs. We're going all the way. 
Um, <laughs> hang that banner. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I've watched a fair bit of playoffs. Actually, I usually do this. I don't pay attention much during the regular season, but then I, I try to watch a lot of playoff basketball. Um, watched a lot of it today as well. Um, if James Harden could also get knocked out in the first round, that'd be lovely. Uh, probably it probably be. still won't happen, but um, yeah, I think Warriors team to beat in the West. I just think um, Suns injuries have really come at the worst time. No one else, I think, is that impressive. Um, I mean, the Warriors are always the team to beat. They're just the yeah. Suns. The Suns are the same thing every year, mate. Like, there's, there's, there's really good regular season teams. You're like, let's just wait to see what they actually like do. Like those, those, those LeBron-era Hawks teams. They would win 60 yeah. games every year and then just yeah. not winning the Or like the Harden at the Heat. Yeah. Sorry, the Rockets, sorry. Harden yeah. the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it, man. And like, yeah, I, I think um, Warriors, if... if I mean, the, the Suns would be out this fucking round without Booker. Yeah, if crazy. Booker doesn't come back. I think the Warriors will just piss through the West. I agree. Like maybe um, there's I'll, like a, a thing where like Luca and the Mavericks do something. Yeah, I was gonna say they're the only ones that I can think of. Um, yeah. Crazy, the only two teams in the West have won a championship before. Isn't that crazy? Out of eight. Yeah, it's good. Mavs and Warriors. But, um, and the Grizzlies Timberwolves series is one of my favorite series of, of recent great. years because like it's just been every game's been awesome. They like talk and shoot to each other. They're playing it out online. Been awesome. Um, obviously, um, this playoffs hurts me more with cows getting knocked out, but yeah. Out of, out of the East, I think the Bucks make it out still, even with Chris Middleton injured. I think I think the winner of Bucks Celtics is making the final from the East. Uh, but I just think like the Celtics are really good as well. But I think people have watched them beat up on a Brooklyn team that's uncoached with two superstars who really like on their day, like you know, Kyrie Irving has the most skills in the NBA pretty much on his day. Best mm. dribbler, you know, people have best bag, whatever. Make some fucking shots in the playoffs, bro. You have, who would have done thought, it once. Who would have thought throwing all the worst blokes in the world on the same team would not make a great team? And when they speak about the team, Kyrie talks about him, Kevin, the owner, and the GM running the team. Like, that's yeah. what they have up their ass there. But they do run the team, right? And, and They're so, so they, unlikable that a team with Patty Mills on it, I want to lose. Yeah. But they, yeah. you know, they put together him and KD and then Ben Simmons now is a fucking flog these days. What a coward, but... Um, they put them together and they got the coach. They got a coach who does nothing and it showed in this series. They got well, they said, coach outplayed. He's just been set up to fail, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, I he shouldn't have a, he shouldn't be NBA head coach, but no, he's he got it because they wanted him there. But um, um, Stephen A has been on one with Simmons the last couple of days. He's roasted him a couple of times yes. and it's been fantastic. But yeah. Kyrie and Durant, like Durant was amazing. He's an amazing player. We've all seen it. He can be one of the best, best, best players in the world, can be. But uh, time and time again, when he hasn't had Steph Curry, hasn't stood up in those moments. And I know that's talking head bullshit, but it, man, it happens in NBA all the time as these dudes. Like Harden's another, but his, his is different. Harden's playoff basketball is different to regular season basketball. But KD didn't fucking shoot yesterday, like two days ago. He had 11 right, when, shots, dude. When, he played when you 45 get the, minutes. When you get the clamps put on you by the defensive player of the year, there's not much you can do. But but he he played forty five minutes at eleven shots and he shot only a couple times in the second half. It's like mm. he you know you're supposed to be people reckon you're the best player in the world. Really shoot, he shot once in the fourth quarter. Twelve, he played the entire fourth quarter when you when they lost one on one to one o three and he shot once. Yeah, well, look, I mean, Nick Wright tweeted today. Game one, Brooklyn up five with four minutes left. Game two, tie game with eight minutes left. Game three, five-point game with eight minutes left. Game four, one-point game with 96 left. Boston won them all. If only Brooklyn had a closer. And he's right. He's right. Fuck Curry Irving. Fuck Kevin Durant. Yeah. That's it, man. Like, And so I do think um, I do think it'd be Celtics or, or Bucks. But what yeah. I'm saying there is that I just think 
it's been a little people think the Celtics are a little better than they are purely based on how much they shut down a team that like they didn't adjust. There was no adjustments made by the Nets most of the series. And the amount of open threes Boston were getting was crazy. That's they it. just didn't rotate at all. And you, Giannis, sorry, Giannis, I said Giannis again, fuck me. Giannis <laughs> is, it's, mate, it's just because I never fucking say his name, hey, I always no, type it. Yeah. Giannis, um, he is a far more physical player than Cadence and the Liz. You can't just put two on him, you know, because KD's not going through you. Giannis will go through you. He's still there. They, they've been pretty... Like they lost one game to the Bulls that woke them up a bit. I think they might go even go down a game or two to the Celtics. Just to, mm. Then we'll see. They need Chris back, but different kettle of fish. I think that, that'll be a really good series. I hope... I mean, fuck the Heat and fuck the Sixers. I wish yeah. Celtic... I don't... I hate Boston as well, but I can... I don't hate this team. You can't hate this team. This team's a fun team. Well, they haven't got Kyrie anymore. Well, yeah, that does help. <laughs> and, they've, and they've adapted a lot this year. So... um. Um, I would rather see them in the Eastern Conference Final first the Bucks, but they're not going to be. And it's anyway. it's it's not it's not NBA, but I've become a Kings guy. So what? What do you mean, Kings guy? Like I went to the game on Sunday, and now I'm all in. Yeah. So the finals oh, this week. I just realized it's like half an hour on like five questions. Look at us go today. That's all right. Um, yeah. Sunday playoffs against the Wollongong Hawks. I might go. There you go. You want to go? Uh, uh, no, maybe. Oh. Uh, I have a Kings jersey. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I went for a year or two. It'd Mate, be cool if, if, they, city, if they were. That's what me and Campo oh. were saying last night. We're like, dead set. If they played at the Kingdome still, we'd go every game. But Kodos Bank is so fucking out of the way. It's so far away. Yeah. Uh, next question. Paul Max 78 says, I never saw Jay Field. They call him Jay now. Jay Field played before he went to the Super League. He's actually good. Was just ESL, is that a new thing? Getting worse and worse. What? Or were we just wrong the whole time? Because he was always Jay Field when he was here, right? Yeah, he was. They call him Jay Field over there. So oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, he was always really good at running fast. He didn't have to do much for that try, by the way. He just kind of ran fast, and they let him run fast. And he's done it every game, and uh, yeah, he is very fast. Yeah, he's he's had he's had a, a good little stint over there, but mate, he had a team. He had a lot of potential. He didn't get chewed out fast here. Like he was like what two thousand and. Well, I thought he played well for Parramatta last year when he in limited opportunities. Yeah, twenty twenty it was what he filled in, but like. That's it. Like he feel he he had been around for a while. Like he'd been given three or four years to crack through at the Dragons. Got to give him mm. a year at the Eels. He's he's okay. I don't think he's bad, but uh, I don't think we'll see him back here. Like no team's gonna make him their fullback. So, and then other positions he's a bit average. But as you said, mate, it feels like he blitz. Like some of those tries just got a sick, but it's like beats one dude and gone. You know. Mm. Not the same over here. Uh, Lifelong Dolphins fan. If you had $44 billion spent on a company, which company would you buy and how many Nazis would you platform on it? <laughs> um, I would buy... I would buy every team that I dislike and move them to other locations or strip their assets completely. Yeah, I'd definitely buy the NRL. Yeah, that's, we'd have to do that. Um, and I would platform no Nazis. I'd platform some at the Sharks. That's what they feel. Hey, like. hey, 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 we're not. And then, uh, and then, the rest of the league would stay normal. But uh, we'd rebrand the sharks as well to fit. But yeah, uh, the, the must mate. Do people care way too much for Elon Musk buying Twitter? I don't think it will change our lives at all. Yeah, I mean, what, what do I go on Twitter for? I look at sports highlights, talk garbage, yeah. sports stuff, right? I'm not even on their politics. I see it, right? But it's like, yeah, it might um, change the free speech. It doesn't exist on social media. 
a lot of people need to get off the computer. So maybe this will help them do it. They do. They do. Uh, D. Loverick. Loverick. When Kevy was picking his team today, did he forget the Broncos were fucking shit when he was off the field? Weren't fucking shit, sorry. Huh. No, nah, it's just the same thing as I said earlier. It's that theory from the last podcast that he wants his, you know, 20 or 30 minutes. He said it post the game in press conference. 20, 30 minutes of experience and, and Corey comes on. I think I'd be a bit happier if that was 20 minutes of Turpin. That I don't know if Turpin's actually injured or not. Uh, David K9. When Andrew Webster in his SMH article criticized the bunker for the mistake with Tupo, why do you think he didn't mention the bunker also missed that Zach one match touch that ball led to a St. George try? David, nobody cares. Legit, I tweeted that photo of that and it got like three likes. Nobody gives a shit that Lomax touched that ball. Hey, I don't know why. Um, uh, did he touch it? He definitely touched it. Okay. His, his finger bound, bends back. Like it's, like it's an obvious one. Like his finger, like mid-air jumping, your middle finger doesn't just go back for no reason. Like next, mm. where the ball is, his middle finger is bent back. Like he hit the ball. But I don't know why no one, no one's talking about it. Like I don't know. I didn't really get scrutinized on the call either. I think it, a lot of it comes from it, the the they just accepted it on the call. So we just move on. Uh, anyway, yeah. next question, uh, Adric. What's who's the best coach at press conferences other than Andre Ponger, of course. Um, I mean, Andre Ricky. Ponger not yeah, Andre Ponger not calling Dean Rich. He would he call him Dennis Richie, Bull, Dennis Bullfrog Richie. Andre's back. <laughs> uh, and Ricky's the best press conference to watch, yes. Um, shout out Jeff Toovey. No longer in the league, but obviously. Uh, decent press conferences, though, by the way. It probably won't last forever because they never do. Like, remember the start of last year, Peyton gave good ones. This year, Jason Demetrius is giving really good answers. He, he'll answer. Like, this weekend, he answers all the questions he gets asked, all the footy questions he gets asked. He answers them. And doesn't treat the journalists like idiots, and he gets better questions doing it. They're quite good now, but I'm sure it'll bite him on the ass one day, and he won't do it again. So watch mm-hmm. him while you can. Uh, next question, Jack Cronin. Maybe looking back with a bit of nostalgia, what do you think made MIC such a big hit for the first three to four years? And follow up, what do you think made it fall off so much in the years before its cancellation? Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't really know the answer to the second part. The first part, I think, was just like, it was exciting. There was lots of points. Was, um, yeah. Everyone loves hyping up the young people at their clubs. It was the first chance a lot of people really got to get like a proper look at the young guns coming through at their respective clubs. I know there was always reserve brand stuff, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't marketed in the same way. It wasn't um, It wasn't done in the same way. Um, mm. Yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Like You could just watch games end 40 to 30 and just enjoy it. I don't know. I, I don't know the ratings for it. Like if it rated really well and it'd still be around, obviously I always mm. watched it because as you said, we're that type of person, but I also think at that point we were at the right age bracket. Like it's, it felt big to ask. Cause like, you know, I was what 18 when it started, Jack would have been a couple of years younger than us. It's like when you have the most footy watching time ever in your teen years, That's true. Like my old man didn't watch a fucking second of it. Hmm. You know, he went to, he would go to early games, games earlier than me. Sorry, and watch. We used to go when it was all grades and watch the Broncos play before the main game. We did, but he didn't watch a fucking second of it when he wasn't with me, pretty much. So, well, I watched it on TV. The, I never went, I? when we went to games live, we never went, but that wasn't because I didn't want to watch it. It was because there's, they had that, they'd have that like 45 minute gap between 20s and first grade, yeah. which was done and, by me and my old man used to do it for Broncos games. We only get like yeah. five of them down here, mate. You know? That's true. It was every week I wouldn't have done it, you know. Mm. 
But yeah, I, I don't really know the reason why it was. It was terrible rugby league. <laughs> it was fun though, as you said. It was like just terrible. Whatever teams had massive comebacks. I think a lot of it also came down to teams like the. And there's a problem with the format is like it wasn't the best development for players, and that's part of why I ended up failing because some teams stopped putting their best young players in it. Like you know. You're better off if you're 18 well, and you want to play first grade yeah. at 19, you're better off playing. Well, George, George Burgess played for North Sydney instead of the South's under 20s team. Yeah. Yeah. Brisbane had a couple of good 20 sides, but generally Brisbane's under 20s, you weren't in that team for long and you were younger. Like you wouldn't, you'd be 18 to be in the under 20 side, you know, not be 20. So, um, yeah, some team, but towards the end, that team's really picked up on that. That like, wasn't worth it because, um, like George Burgess, for example, mate, just trample 20s kids. You know, and what's the though. point? But what's the point though? Like, what does it he, wasn't, what yeah. he learn? And it's like, you know, and also it tricked us into believing guys that Joel van Garley could play rugby league, and I'll never, st- I'll, ne- I'll never forgive it for that. <laughs> uh, next question: Is it Jack again? Jack is on fire. No, he answered that one already. No, you answered Hamish that one. Neil. How much do you think Stephen Kearney <laughs> enjoyed last night's game? <laughs> Probably quite a bit. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Bungard's mentor. I don't condone violence, but can you think of a more appropriate time for a bloke to cop a flogging and then carry on during an Anzac Day moment of silence? Yeah. Okay. Is there more? Is there, yeah, is there more appropriate? Look, I, I'm not. All right. You shouldn't be a fuck Do with during minute silences. Do it, Bungard. But the the response was incredibly disproportionate. I enjoyed watching it because it's funny, yeah. and it was just some drunk pisshead getting the shit kicked out of him, but. We should not be, we really should not be applauding that as a society. Like, yeah. we have moved beyond, that guy was fucking blind as well. He was so drunk. He could barely stand yeah. up. We should have moved, we probably should have moved on as a society beyond like some bloke who, from the way he was standing, clearly knew how to fight as well. Just basically mm-hmm. punching a dude that was so drunk, he was more or less a punching bag at that we point. We celebrated it just because the guy was being a dickhead during the look people can say get out of here you fuckwit you're a fuckwit stop being yeah. and like fine but i don't know because you yelled out during a minute silence you should get punched in the head 10 times yeah I and know. i do hate those people who do it at the games too but also i don't i'm gonna say it bungard fuck the minute fuck the, the anzac ceremony and any day about anzac day i don't really like how they've stretched it to be like a week like it's christmas anzac day should be a solemn day that's respected and I remember we went to that Manly Raiders game that was like five days after Anzac Day last year and they or yeah. two years ago when Le Lewis family was behind us and they yeah. did all the Anzac Day stuff. And I was like, bro, Anzac Day was literally like five days ago. Why are we doing this? That's it, um, mate. And it's not that it's not a disrespect to the troop thing. I don't respect the troop thing. I respect Anzac Day, mate. It gives me a day off. I'll celebrate for the rest of my life, mate, for the day off. I'll yeah. last post on the day. I'll do my minute song. Yeah, full of course. Respect, Absolutely. That, you know, but it's it dilutes the meaning for mine when I when there's eight ceremonies on a weekend. Over and a yes, weekend. I'm aware I bought the South Sanzac jersey before anyone starts, but I just bought that because I thought it looked cool. Well, it's the Cronulla in you coming out. Well, obviously, um, but yes. yeah, look, a completely over the top reaction like that. It it would be this like if again it, it, we've all seen this at a pub, right? Like you see some idiot who's blind drunk being a bit annoying, and you want him to leave you alone, and you want him, the bouncers to kick him out, but you don't want him to get his head kicked in like that. Like, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really sit all that well with me. To be when honest. I'm drunk, I'd be cheering for his head to kick, kick in. When I'm sober, I realize probably, you know, <laughs> you know, probably shouldn't want that guy to get his head kicked in. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I thought like, the reaction was really also, weird. So there was he didn't very break any pushback. laws. 
And that's also been like, that guy should be getting charged for assault. He should be. Yeah. Like, okay, you shouldn't yell. He did that on the streets, Bungard. If he did it well, on it the streets. Well, he literally did do it on the streets. <laughs> like, he could, like, that's legit assault. Like, yeah. and it's filmed and it's right there. It, guys can be very easy to identify. And if he got charged, we'd get a lot of very tedious culture war arguments in the discourse as a result. But also, he would probably deserve it because I just maybe one clip around the ears, mate. You didn't need to punch him 10 times like that. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Uh, next question on Patreon before we go to Discord. Uh, okay. Oh, no. I changed my tab by accident. The ARLC and New South Wales RL are going to court over boardroom conflicts of interest. Uh, brackets, New South Wales RL opposed, ARLC in favour. Am I right in thinking that no one seems to care at all about this? If so, are the NRL clubs doing this just because they can? And that question was from Liam. Well, funny thing you say that, Liam, because you are my source of... When any when you article that drops, it's your daughter keeps me updated on Twitter, which I find it hilarious. You said, no one seems to give a shit that the NRL clubs won't ever take over New South Rugby League for whatever reason. Because they had like one disagreement and they're like, you know what, we're going to take them over. Nobody cares. Because that's just... The way lower grade rugby league is generally tweeted, tr- treated here by higher levels or, or, or the, the populace is that it's just like reserve grade is like, oh... The, you know, my team are there and then they play reserve grade. No one gives a fuck about the rest of it. Hmm. But NRL clubs running all of rugby league and in New South Wales would be hilarious. How much more self-serving do we need the NRL clubs to be at the top? Like, I'm yeah. sure it's going to be great for the, the whole vision of the game if NRL clubs look after it in New South Wales rugby league. And no one cares. I, I don't care. No, no, that's it. No one cares. But uh, we'll see what happens. But it's just quite funny that like they had one kind of disagreement and they've gone to like court over it and Whatever, it'll keep going. Um, we'll jump over onto Discord now. Uh, ben Qualiada, do you think Talakai drew on his previous experience the garbage man to handle <laughs> Morgan Harper tonight? That's mean. <laughs> to who? To Morgan Harper. Yeah, he was on Twitter, clearly on Twitter under a burner. That was very he, funny. He didn't play I that. Think, no, because it, it was during was the game. Funny. So I think it was a family member. I mean, it was, uh, it was like, but he was in the was sheds. It? Uh, you like, wouldn't have his I don't know regardless it was either him or a family member yeah it was pretty funny uh, Bundy Mitch it appears that Billy Walter got Uncle Kerry's ability to play six and Kerry's ability to play nine with that in mind what talent did you miss out from your family you know, what talent are you missing Bungard um hmm okay, well, um, yeah, my old man would tell me his footy ability because he was good at footy but I, you know whatever he um my old man played the barrel. He played for South Logan, and then he lost a kidney at eighteen. He lost a kidney catching a kickoff, um, and that's what he stopped. Nineteen, sorry, at the end of his footy career. But he has um back in the he has the scars. I thought were the coolest scars ever as a kid, but now the worst scars ever as an adult. Realizing if I had them, but this is yeah. back when you know science isn't that great, and they didn't know what was wrong with him. So what they did, Bungard, was they just cut him open from like his oh. neck to his like to like his dick, like a straight line down his stomach. Huge thick scar, man, down his whole chest. Looked in one side. I don't know. So flipped him over and did it on his back, mate. So he has this. Looks like he's been, he has a scar. Looks like he's been cut in half by a samurai sword. Oh, which crazy. again, as a kid, I thought it was really cool. My dad had that. As you get older, yeah. I'm like, dude, I feel sorry for you, man. You had this whole life. You had this giant scar because, like, the doctors just like cut you open. Like, let's figure this out. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but yeah, he's they. He had a someone like he's catching a kick off. Is the way he tells the story. So he got hit in the back. Like the kickoff went over his head, so he turned. 
to catch it and he got smashed in the back and then yeah like that like crumpled one of his kidneys but he'll tell me footy ability i, I didn't yeah. have but um what happened i got I don't my know. my great uncle played test cricket for australia and poppy vungard's grandfather played for seattle in like 1909 so there you go well yeah. um I, I did not play test cricket for Australia, nor did I play for Souths. No, there you go. I haven't got the yarning ability a lot of my family. Oh, one of actually, this is this does run in the blood. One of my um, one of my cousins is a MLB scout. Oh, there you go. He's like he's like now. I think he's now I um works for the MLB as like some development, like head of development for like this fucking region of the world. So oh, like an actual fun. pretty big. But no one from Australia goes and plays in MLB, do they? But a few. A few, but not a lot. But yeah, I think he's head of that. But he was one point he was a scout, and then he was like doing some development. Now he's like some decent gig, but just saying. But the, the sports been. nerd part that's that's in there. Yeah. But most of my family really like and not like my old man was, but most of them aren't really huge on sports. Neither. And um, like you know, I'm the, the biggest Broncos fan of my family. I don't even fucking live in Queensland, you know. Yeah, but my grandparents and like now my little cousins are, but that's about it. Yeah, my dad was the one I got it from, but what, I'm trying to think what I missed out on. Uh, I probably miss plenty, but they all have hair and I have it too. So that's what, that's what I'm glad I got. Um, Mario sees Mr. Doyle team's campaign <laughs> seems to have the momentum of runaway train. Why are they so popular? Is this, this the Broncos there? Um, is that what he's talking about? I guess. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they, they will, if we get to play the Bulldogs two or three more times this year, who knows? Yeah, you'll be the a chance. The limit. Glad we hate we wasted both of those early. It's like when you get a draw four at the start of Uno. Fuck, <laughs> I could do this do this much later. <laughs> uh, ben Quilliard, I've seen Talakai for feet a line up in the centers. You think Paul Gallon was miscast in the front row? Yes, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, Brennan Sloan, are the West Tigers a team with a pod? Um, it's the Sharks, but you're getting you're finding your way back. West no, Tigers well, fans, it's it's not the Sharks. Uh, well, it is. It's no one, uh, but. The Tigers, I still can't. If we jump back on now, it's only bad. We can't, news. we can't, we can't. Uh, we got to wait a year. We got to wait and, a year. And Justin says we're dropping the Tigers, the team of the pod, the key to, to, to success, to their success. He's right to success there. I didn't read that wrong. He wrote that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they simply struggled to live up to expectations of an illustrious community. Yep. Probably. Yeah. Um, um, how many more games would Talakai have to have like that for you to finally concede that the Sharks and the team of the pod? He could have every game like this year, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> say the name of the pod. He could put that every week. I like Talakai. Oh, uh, V8 Tiger, who's better? Literally any halfback ever or Luke Brooks against the Rabbitohs? I mean, we did go through that period where Brooks and Moses would both have their best games of the season mm. against Souths every time we played them, and it was infuriating. Mm. Luke Brooks didn't play well in this game. He really didn't, but he did kick yeah, a field goal, go. so good on him. Yeah. Uh, many pieces. Are Souths back? Never left. Yeah, and Josh Shee, how long until Madge and Brooks are giving oh, let's, let's do 50 fucking more of these about the Tigers. Fantastic. Okay, this one's a good one, though. M says, what's the correct ratio of field goals kicked to shit-ass <laughs> passes that found absolutely no one to get the media off your back? Well, I'm hearing okay. it's one to eight. Okay, good. Perfect. A good Luke Brooks question. Yes, Fantastic. Which is, the takeaway of that, he did kick the field goal. He did. Credit to him there. But again, he was actually really bad in that game. He scored that runaway try. It fell in front of him. He did. He there threw are the knights, ball to the ground are, like eight there are times. Tigers fans with brainworms who think Dewey should play center when he comes back. It's like, yeah. no, just put him in the halves and, with Hastings. And he's, and he's going to if they keep winning he games. He will. Yep, that's true. But what the one something they've done here, though, what they've actually done is they have set that up for Dewey to take Brooks's job because what they've done now, Hastings is playing seven and playing really well. Everyone wants Hastings to play seven. So when Dewey comes back, 
maybe he plays center. But once Brooks plays a bad game, they go bang in six, and then they go, well, you can't drop Hastings. So they actually have set that up well. Because I, I actually thought about it, actually. If they did the jerseys the other way around, people could be like, oh, you can't move Hastings to, to seven for Dewey or whatever. They actually have set that up. Okay, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Simon says, on a scale of getting kicked out of the league to the 2014 Premiership, where does a copying a Luke Bra- Brooks match-winning field goal rank for Bumgard? Boomgard. I, I, d- I didn't. Boongard, yeah, Boongard, yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out Jimmy Smith. Um, uh, I like again. I was more annoyed at South's performance than anything else. I like the Tigers. I wish them the best. I like all of their fans except Simon. Um, mm. Like, yeah, it was fine. I didn't really care. I don't like. It's just. It's not the Tigers. It's just losing games to shit teams that you shouldn't lose. It's just a really annoying feeling. And they should have won this game. Hmm. Um. Gilby says, with Luke, Lukey and Nanai playing good footy for the Cowboys, how do they balance those two and Luciano next season? Well, I mean, it's fine. You can have three back rows. It's all good. Um, Luch can also play center. They could, any of them are big enough to play middle if they really needed to as well. And also losing Tom Gilbert, I think, uh, thins it out a little bit more. So I think they're fine. I think it's fine. I think, yeah, they'll figure it out, mate. Like, Luke, I think Nanai's locked an edge down just with where mm. he plays well. Really good kick chaser. And he's pretty much an edge forward. Uh, Luch has played is good on the edge could play middle but I think they'll do what they've done this year like you've seen Lukey plays like 55 or so and Gilbert plays other minutes I think what you said there's pretty accurate is that Luch will likely play 55 and Lukey will play middle and some edge or Lukey will just play middle Lukey was a middle coming through a lot it's just can play on the edge we'll see what happens but it's a good problem to have and three mm. back rowers is not a lot of back rowers they're a club that haven't had many guys have played back row the last couple of years it's, it's a good problem to have for them uh, people often get too stuck on thinking of the best 17, the best 13, then thinking like, what's the best, like 21, you know, they'll never, they'll never have an issue having too many good players. Uh, Justin, no, Brenton, how long, how can you possibly be playing so much worse now that they were, than they were in the early rounds injuries? And also is it Ewing theory time? Bungard for <laughs> it's getting there, isn't it? Yeah. If you don't know the Ewing theory is people, it's the, it's the Patrick Ewing in the NBA. And it's um it's the Knicks being better without him. And it was um it's actually one of Bill Simmons' good moments. Yeah. Hey, Bill Simmons is back. I'm all in on him again. I'm gonna listen to the oh, yeah. can't wait to listen to the podcast tomorrow. Talk yeah, about Jalen a- and and uh and, and Marcus and, and and Jason and all the rest. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like it's essentially your team has a star player, and then when he leaves, everyone writes that team off, but the team actually performs better without the star player for whatever factors. And um, it's almost like the Grizzlies are really good this year, but they keep winning without Jal Moran as well, which makes you think, is that a Ewing theory thing? It's not, but um, it's Ponga, maybe. And he's stuck there for five years. There you go. Uh, mm-hmm. Next question. Justin, the only said to shut down Talakai this season is Luke Garner. Is that to say that backs are redundant and the Great Wall of Garner is a lock for Origin with the troll out? Uh, did he even play particularly well in this game? Who? Garner. I mean, did he? I thought, like... No. No, he's just talking about t- shutting down Talakai. It's all right. Oh, um, right. Didn't. Yeah, but it's it's one of those things. Like, I feel like last year with how much they broke rugby league, teams are more willing to just throw guys to positions now. Like heaps of dudes just getting thrown in the centers, and some of it's working. It's weird. Like, I mean, come on. We had this weekend. We had Talakai who played prop. He's in the centers this year. Luke Garner, who has played back row this year, is in the centers. Dylan Brown is in the centers. Like, 
There's no respect for the centre anymore, is there, Bungard? Back in my day, mm. when centres were centres. Anyway, angry. How much more unleashed could Luke Brooks be if he were to play fullback in the absence of Dane Laurie? <laughs> oh, God. Do it. Um, he's fast. He works hard. Yeah. Uh, sad VG. How is it even possible for all these years? Melbourne never been bad under Bellamy. Even the Roosters have been bad sometimes. I don't know. I don't have an answer. Like, I don't like it. Like obviously they've have had succession planning. They've planned like they're the most the best planned team in the league with how they've always had guys the next man up ready. They've always had it ready, but it doesn't make any sense. As you said, there's like they, their worst years were like when they came. 2014 was actually when it was like maybe this team's getting bad. If you remember 2012 to like 15, they won. In 14, they won 14 games. 15, they won 14 games. That was their bad. You know, yeah. Like, like they they won fourteen games and finished sixth. That's about as bad as it gets for the the Storms. I guess there has been badish years, but they're still you know again fourteen and ten. Most of us would take that most years. Uh, next question comes from Angry. No, Ben Quagliata. How's Brownie? In fact, done it again. <laughs> no yes. God. Just enough. The missing six shots of goal. Should the Melbourne goal kicking coach be sacked? Well, that was the funny sure. part that that could have been like that 80. was an eighty point game, and a lot of them were easy kicks too. Like Harry Grant took a shit one, Paps missed a couple of easy ones. Easy could have been eighty. Uh, this is also a funny one from Corey Goats. I can't believe this was a thing before the weekend. Are the Warriors still Melbourne's hoodoo team? <laughs> that was so weird. It was like they're trying to advertise the game by saying that. It's like, yeah, is it even like true? Um. Uh, I, d- I, I mean, don't is it just because so. they beat them in no. that finals game when it was first against eighth that one like, time? They uh, won Melbourne, the end that game twice. Now. I pulled it up now. Uh, Mitchell, would you like to guess? Uh, I looked at this yesterday, last so night. it's cheating. Oh, okay. Well, for <laughs> anyone playing at home, Melbourne have won 13 games in a row against the Warriors. Yeah. And then and they um last they haven't lost them on an Anzac Day since 2014. Yeah. And and uh there was a period there. There was a period there where they went back and forth quite a bit. The, the Warriors beat them on and off throughout like 28, 2008 to like 2015. They did. Mm. That was a long time ago. They said 13 I mean, in a row. The 13 in a row, and only one of them was decided by less than a converted try. So good. It's as bad as a hoodoo as, uh, as the Storm get, though. Like, well, who, Bulldogs, worst record was the Bulldogs. Yeah, it was. Well, there's still only one, two more than they've lost against the Bulldogs after all that time. Mm. But, uh, like the the storm didn't beat the bulldogs for like three or four years in a row at one point. But yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, I think you'll find Melbourne's worst record is against St George. Just St George, not St George Illawarra. Yeah. St George played yeah. one, lost one. So, okay, last couple of questions. Sad VG. It's looking like there's a fair chance Josh King will be the starting lock forward on a team playing the grand final. Well, Josh King became a capable bench prop during the two years under O'Brien. I'm not convinced they ever saw him throw a pass, which is apparently the thing you can do to a, to a high enough standard to start at lock forward on a premiership contender. So my question is, what's the fucking point of anything? <laughs> Mate, I'm with you because he's he, he he's one of those guys that helps perpetuate the myth that like it's a storm can make every player good because they can't. There's Tepon Moral right now. They can't. But how the fuck? Has he gone there and it, like he's maintained the starting 13 jersey, but he's like 27, 28, was a meme of a player for like five years, started being okay the last year. How the fuck is he still our starting lock and good at it? 
I don't know. They're cheating, Bungard. We're just saying drug testing down there. I agree. <laughs> um, next question. Mario says, can anyone work out if the Cowboys are actually good at footy? Getting harder to argue with the latter ATM. I think they're firmly mid-tier. They're in like a tier of their own, I think, with just below. I think the teams that were good last year. I think they're better than Manly now. I put them above Manly. But yeah, I mean, it, um, it, you can only reason away to draw so much, and they have been fortunate. They've played the Dogs, they played the Raiders twice, they played the Warriors and lost, played Titans, and they played us. So they're really the only team from last year's top eight that played. Oh, sorry, the Titans are in the top eight last year. My bad. But last year's good teams is, is the Roosters also by twenty four. They have. They have the Eels this week and they have the Knights at home and Tigers storm. So it's still an okay run. They haven't, but they're, you know, they've got two Panthers games coming. They've got uh, only one storm game, but they've got, then they've got you guys coming as well later in the year. They haven't got the world's hardest draw, but we'll find their level over the next few weeks. I reckon they sit in that, firm, like what we've seen from the Bunga, they fit good enough. They, they could make the finals this year. They might be seventh or eighth by the end of the year. To finish seventh, you have to beat shit teams, right? Yeah, that's all you got to do. And then they're going to do that. So, you know, the, and they could, you know, the Eels are winnable this week. Knights next week. We'll see. Uh, next question from Easy Target. Even with blowouts ruining the game, I still find the commentary the worst part of rugby league. Mm. Is there a dream commentary team out there or do we have to listen to the same rubbish for all time? Uh, someone did answer this in the chat saying we should do it. And we Me would be you. the best at it, but no, no I don't. Be ter- I'm not a good commentator. I'll just throw to you every now and again when I need you to call someone the c word. <laughs> Look at this cunt. Yeah. <laughs> now we had um, we had been approached about how we could do something live over a game if we wanted to, but syncing your shoes up or whatever, we could do that ourselves. But mate, it's one of those things. Like, if me and you did it tomorrow, we we, we would suck. We would because uh, no, we would because it's we haven't done enough preparation, mate. We'd have to spend time learning and, and, and going through the motions. And we haven't got a production team. We haven't, like, we could feel that stuff out. Maybe if we were in there and did it, we could be okay. But mm. I don't, I don't think. I, I don't know. Um, I think most of the commentary better. now is, I think, I think, like, I think Matt Thompson's really good. I think most of the nine coverage now is pretty good. And I'm not just saying that because I work there. I think more or less, I mean, apart from when, you know, yeah, Gus going off about refs. I think it's more or less pretty good. No, and- I think the um, I think that what the nine commentary suffers from is a uh, like a lot of those guys have a good time on the call. Mm. I think some weeks is it's a lack of care factor. You know, they, they don't care for the, the greatest games, and also you can see some weeks like they'll come on and they'll say on air legitimately like the, like admit it's the first time they've heard of a guy. You can't. You're supposed to be the expert, dude. You know, like when you watch other sports coverage, you know, if you watch American sports coverage, it's part of preparation. It's not always their job, right? It's not always their job to have a sheet done, but you watch an American sports coverage, a guy comes up on screen, the guy calling the game will tell you what college you went to, will know his fucking mother's name, will know, you know, what high school he went to, what what level of recruit he was, whatever. He will have them ask him, gee, what country is that guy from? Or who, who's, he, who's he eligible for in origin? Who's he eligible for on, with the origin coach on the coverage? Is he, is he eligible for us? It's like, come on, boys. So these sometimes nine's all right, but I do think that suffers much. Fox suffers from trying to make everything bigger than it is, the other other side of it, and they suffer from uh, just stop yelling. Like, yelling. Just stop yelling. Like, yet the, the main caller can yell when he has to. Mm. But, mate, Ennis and Ganane the other day, like, I don't 
dislike Ganane's comedy that others do as much. I, I can put up with Dan Ganane. And also, he's got to bring the goodbye back, mate. He does. That's doing? part bring of his issue. Is that's it. Like, like, it's not the same level. I said this on Discord, but it's like Mike Breen has the bang, right? And Mike Breen could, could commentate games until he's 110 because he has bang. And it's the, it's the Sim Vinny's dumpster version of that. But like Dan Ganane has this thing. And he had it for like two years. And people laughed great. at it first. Then I it became it. a thing. Then he retired it. Then a dude... Being known for a thing is good. Like, say goodbye. Just say it when you should. Like, the Storm game like this way, he wasn't calling it, but the Storm game when it was like the the Xavier coach try, when he ran around Ed Cozy, goodbye. Game's over. Yeah. You know? Do it. Perfect. Uh, but I do actually, I like Warren Smith and Brandy. Like, they, yeah. Warren Smith can have some bad games, but they're still my favorite commentary duo. And Brandy's all right. They're not perfect, but when you watch every game, you'll never like every caller. It's just mm. how it is. You know, you'll disagree with something they say every week. Just like on this podcast, mate, it'll be weeks people hate me or you. You yeah. disagree with us all day. Like you never I like hate you every people. week. Yeah, well, that's just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've said feeling is mutual. We know how this yeah, works. Of course. But when the when the mic the, the mic is on, you, yeah, you sack gotta, up and you yeah, like just gotta get, <laughs> get through it. And as soon as as soon as the producer says cut, we go our separate ways, never speak yeah. again. I think I think week. Salty's all right too, mate. On nine, I still and, can't um, tell the difference between him and Matt Thompson. They sound but, identical. I can't thing, do it. My other big issue with with nine's coverage, mate, is there's too many voices. I don't need like. Seven I do agree people. that you don't need four or five people on a call. I do agree with that. But yeah, oh well. it's like I don't, I don't uh, need, and like I don't need. Like, I do, it is funny though. Like I, we'd see people bitch about the Fox commentary like a lot this year. It's like, mate watch the other one then like it's I not bad i can't do it the ads are bad yeah it's bad i don't mind when i when i watch highlights and they gotta pay like my extortionate wages somehow mitchell they do but um yeah yeah as i said i can't stomach the a lot of the fox stuff but i also can't handle like sometimes you watch channel nine you watch 15 minutes and you'll hear fatty speak he's like holy shit fatty's here it's like yeah, that is <laughs> Like, but sometimes what? he talks about his dick and it's hilarious. Yeah. If it's like, he, he's just like, is he just chilling there? Like he didn't say anything for like 15, 20 minutes. And then they have a different panel at half time, And like three people on the side, like how many people have you got there? Like just reel it in. <laughs> anyway, next guy, next question. Chanks bro. at Campo says when the Bulldogs sack Barrett, who should replace him for the rest of the season for one last ride? I'll tell you <laughs> who it should be. So, Wearing a, 1990s era Sydney Bulldogs bomber jacket, which no one is sure where he got it from. For one last ride, Philip Ronald Gould. Should he will take Gould to end of season? You say, mate, give it yes. Gould end of the season. It's very important that he has the bomber jacket. I can't explain why, but he has to go. have the bomber jacket. Or it won't go. work. Yeah. Uh, Sister Gansett, is your result versus Manly the indicator of whether your team is good or bad? I like that. They're the, they might be the they might be the Mendoza line team this year. Yeah, I mean, there's the storm. I've always said this one: that you, when you go away to the storm, you find your true level, like yeah. you can compete. Now, Ed Cosey was the player version this week. He found that he wasn't a first grade footballer this weekend. It's unfortunate for Ed. It's hard to find out like that, but that's how you find out sometimes. Poor Ed. Poor Ed. And uh, but you might be right that this manly, they might be that barometer of sitting at eighth or ninth. Hmm. And I already know the Broncos aren't good, but I can't wait to be reminded in round ten. When when Tommy comes back for round ten, they put forty on us at Suncorp. Can't wait. Yeah. When the, when all the boys are back. Uh, okay. Couple more here. Six. You know, uh, Hunter Austin with the Warriors brave in defeat. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know how much Ampex period they didn't have Bungard the Warriors. Mm. 
the Sky Sports coverage didn't come back. What do you mean? They didn't come. Like, do you know that? So you have in New Zealand, they have their own coverage. Yeah. Instead of going to the Sky Studio post game, they didn't come oh, back. They just didn't they do it. it. Yeah. They sent it to Fox. Awesome. They took the Fox feed. The guys, the Sky people were like, fuck this. I, don't, that's, I respect that's, it. That's really funny. <laughs> that's a Jason tweeted it. Jason Oliver. I was like, oh, fuck this. I'm going home. Right? These guys don't deserve the next 10 minutes of my time. <laughs> I respect that. Uh, Michael L. The Raiders are pretty bad at this point. Why not give Kroger some games at 300? Is it some kind of weird Ricky spite play? I don't know. Get him back in the team. I actually agree now, by the way. They suck so much that just put Croker in and let him chase records. Give the fans something. Just let him chase records. Uh, two more. You White, then you Gyro. Favorite gameplay exploits from any of the rugby league games? EG being able to find touch at will from kick. Oh, yeah. Angels. You could kick 40-20s with any player. Like you could put... Yeah. Remember when I used to play after school, we put like Martin Lang and Kirk Reynolds in the halves. And just still be able to just bang 40-20s with any player. It was great. Just put the fast players in every position. Joven Clark was the man on those games. He was. He was. And Brian Fletcher looked bizarre. The giant afro in the first yeah. one. <laughs> yes, he did. That's right. Yes. And then Tony Carroll was just dead white. And it was weird. He was like pale. That mm. um, I didn't play as much of the last ones. Rugby League 1. Neither. Like, I played, 1 and 2 I, I played a lot. I played a lot. I played a lot one or two, but I actually can't remember many of the exploits. As you said, outside of kicking 40-20s all the time. Mm. And then all just getting the fast guy and running sideways. Yeah, fast guy running sideways and then up the sideline. Yeah. Did that all the time. Or also, I used to like passing too much. When you'd hear the, the passing sound, <laughs> but the guys barely move. That would also sometimes break the game. If you pass too much left and right, and then you just run. That was good. Or you get caught... I, not an exploit, but the amount of deliberate forward passes and head highs in that game drove you insane. Uh, last question. Jez, two weeks straight of footy Thursday to Monday. Week goes by so much better. And so I asked, what's a better time slot moving forward? Friday at six or Monday at seven? And when do we get to the point where we have nine games a weekend? Where does this ninth game go? That last part is interesting. Um, that's Monday. Yeah. Which is fine. You can make this work. You just like, teams can roll back over a few weeks from playing at both ends of the spectrum. It just means they can't go from, you know, playing on a Monday to playing on a Thursday. It really affects but my work week, but whatever. <laughs> more footy. But I, no, what I like, um, I like one Friday game still. I'd like Thursday night, Friday night, and then having after that, your three Saturdays, your three Sundays, and one Monday. Do you have the three Sundays? Are the three Sundays two four six or twelve two four? Two four six. Okay. Through I, winter I, as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't like the twelve kickoff. N- neither I do I. I was just curious yeah, as to what you. This think. happened with the Warriors a lot more, and we'll come back next year probably. And you be sometimes I'll be like you know, out getting lunch and oh fuck, yeah, he's on cool. like ten minutes. You forget. So, I I I do. I don't know. I actually started to enjoy a bit more with the Thursday through Monday. I agree with him on that. The Friday 6 p.m., I don't miss it at all when it's not there. Like, yeah, other agreed. time slots, like when they don't play a Thursday night, like it happens in Magic Round, right? When they don't play Thursday night. I'm actually like, why is there no footy on? But if you're like, don't miss the, the Friday at uh, Friday at 6 slot at all. And Saturday 3 p.m., I actually don't miss either. But no, you've got to fit them somewhere. But Saturday 3 p.m. is also usually where they bury the dud game of the week, hey? Like, yeah, it's like, pretty much just the Warriors play there every week. <laughs> yeah. 
Warriors Titans. Yeah, if you look at it, it's drawn out. I think it's like almost exclusively Warriors Titans for most of the year. It's their time slot. Anyway, that's it. That's the questions. Yeah. Um. Great. We did it. We did. All right. I'm proud of you. Um. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll be back again. Uh, with more episodes next week. Uh, enjoy the weekend's <laughs> footy. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs>